Hello and welcome to the Castaway Pop Punk Vinyl Podcast. Each week I ask my guests which three albums and one book they would take with them if they were stranded on a desert island. So sit back, relax and enjoy two people randomly talking about the music they love. Okay Tom, shut the fuck up! Okay! Here we go! Welcome everyone to episode three of the Castaway Pop Punk Vinyl Podcast. I am joined this week by New Jersey pop punk band friend circle so i'm joined by dom adam and zach from the band friend circle how are you good good, good, good man pretty good. good okay good thanks for uh thanks for being here for episode three life in new jersey treating you well how's kind of lockdown restrictions is that ease now or yeah it's pretty it's, chill yeah it's like easing up and then i, I don't know we're gonna stay right now or i don't know if we know what's gonna happen next but it's yeah mad. It's interesting. Years. It's interesting. There, it's pretty lax where we're at. But if we go to Philly to play a show, or even to just to just to do something in Philly, it's it's noticeably more. Uh, people are a lot more careful. It seems like in in places like Philly, Pennsylvania yeah. started like lockdown stuff again. So, oh really? Yeah. So you have to wear a mask in Pennsylvania and a lot of places now. In New Jersey, we're still good. Um, yeah. But I think we've been pretty good for like most of this pandemic. Like our numbers have been like pretty okay. Um, at one point, we're like the safest state in the United States. So it still blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you guys, I guess, at one point, were in full lockdown, couldn't leave the house. That's what certainly happened to us. Yeah, yeah, pretty in much. Yeah, crazy. Well, so we're not going to really talk about your journey as a band and what you've got coming up. We'll, we'll touch on it at the end. But as you know, this this podcast is all about um, kind of your music choice. And if you're allowed three albums to take with you on a desert island, so three of you have been stranded on a desert island, you've got three albums each, what you'd take with you, why you'd take it, your kind of relationship with the music that you love most, just so fans can see a, a little bit behind the curtain as to what, what influences you, I guess. So I've got three albums from each of you. I don't know who wants to start first. Should we start with Zach? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll go first. So Zach, what's what's album number one? Now, I've got to say first of all that your album choices are kind of probably up there with what I would choose out of the out of the three of you. You you've picked my favorites. Awesome. Yeah, I my first one is um the Mark Tom and Travis show the the live version of Enema of the State basically in like old Blink One Eighty Two yeah um and I, I gotta say when I first joined I noticed the Blink poster on the wall immediately so I was like nice this yeah. guy's gonna, guy gonna get it um, <laughs> so I was gonna pick Enema of the State and then I was thinking about what other Blink album I would possibly pick and then um the Mark Tom and Travis show just overtook it because it, I think it captures like the moment in time and like how cool it was and like what it would be like to be at a blank show with Tom DeLonge. And like, that's something I think that always gives me a nice nostalgic uh, reminder of how Blink-182 used to be. And them being my favorite band, I, I just immediately can like connect that to like my childhood or like anything cool that happened in that era of pop punk. So that that's definitely my first choice. Yeah. I, I love the album so much, especially the, um, you know, like the live talking at the end, like those last tracks that are like 30 yeah. seconds to a minute long, just so hilarious. And, and I remember, oh, yeah. it's so funny. And like you said, picking Enema of the State, 
and this album gives kind of the the best of both worlds it's got enema tracks on there but it's also shows showcases that like why people love blink so much exactly and like you said it is hilarious like i'll listen to it to this day and it still makes me laugh i know they're the, the only band ever to actually like be legitimately funny on stage and people go for the comedy as well as the music yeah definitely absolute solid choice second album what are you going for so the second album is a little more I guess modern, I would say it's the 1975's first album. I, I guess it's their self-titled one. Yeah. Um, actually, I started getting into them recently, maybe within the past couple of years. And like me and my girlfriend kind of bounced those songs back and forth between the band. And I, I just resonated so heavily with like the vibe of it, like the indie. It's like like the indie bedroom poppy kind of thing and like the instrumentals. And it was like it was the same it had the same effect that blink had on me when i was like growing up yeah. in a sense of like i didn't know music could sound like that and that was it was super inspiring and i i definitely took that into new friend circle music i was kind of thinking too like if i was on an island and i didn't have this album i i don't know you know <laughs> <laughs> it's so good cuz it's so many different i guess if you're like i don't know if you are on a desert island any mood that you you're experiencing you can probably put that album on and and feel better. So you've got chocolate on there, which is like, uh, you know, yeah, I guess upbeat track, but not necessarily. Yeah. It's just kind of got a cool groove. And then, um, you know, you've got robbers, which takes you in a completely different direction. It's uh, um, heavy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that band, I remember first hearing chocolate on the radio going, thinking like, oh, who the fuck's this? This is awesome. Just that riff. Yeah. And, um, and then the production on it's just insane. I was like you, kind of thinking back in the band that I was in, back in the day, just thinking, how can I incorporate some of that sound into our music? But it's so difficult to do because they're just geniuses. Exactly. Yeah, quality band. Do you like, um, I guess, without taking up too much of your time on the 1975, the, the albums following it from, I guess, what I you've got now with the latest albums, very, very different. Yeah, I I do like it. I think certain songs, certain songs get kind of kind of out there. I guess as far as yeah. the instrumentals, the instrumentals go. But I, I think they still have it. Like there's there's big singles on that last one, and even some of like beat of the B tracks I really enjoy. Yeah. So third album. This um, was the hard one. Yeah. This was the hard one. Um, I chose this because. I was trying to picture if it rained on this island that I'd be stranded on, like what would I want to listen to? And this was the <laughs> album that popped into my mind. Yeah. Um, I guess this is also a self-titled plus 40. Oh no. When your heart stops beating is the name. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love this album again. This is like childhood stuff to me, I guess. Um, but more so in the later years of post blink One Eighty Two, like almost touches on like the emo, uh, like the emo part of whatever, music was at at that point but yeah, yeah. that's really interesting because i guess some people hardcore blink fans will either go for this album or we don't need to whisper by angels and airways both kind of happened at the same time you've i think you're going to fall in love with one over the other um for me i was like way in, way more into tom so i thought this album was great but uh angels and airways kind of tipped it for me a little bit yeah, I love Angels and Airwaves too. I wasn't even thinking of them, honestly, or else that might have been another option. 
but this one I, I think some of these songs just kind of fit the mood for me personally as far as what I would want on the on this island that yeah. I would be stranded on but yeah all in all a, good do you have a favorite track on the album oh for a while it was um make you smile then it was chapter 13 yeah and right now it's no it isn't what about you uh probably little death might be nice. my favorite track yeah that's a cool song cliff diving's also good um i love the chorus in that song yeah also baby come on i love the chorus in that cool so that, that's your three albums let's go move on to adam because adam um i hadn't heard any of these well apart from your album number two but you've introduced me to two new albums I'd never heard before, which I absolutely fell in love with. So let's let's talk about which one seven you heard. So let's talk. About, let's go through album number one. What would you, what would you take? Peripheral vision number one. Turnovers peripheral vision. If you haven't heard this, I have not I heard. introduced you to this. Me too, my friend. Me too. It's absolutely awesome. So for people that haven't heard it, how would you describe it? Um. So. Turnovers, they're an interesting band. They're from uh, they're from Virginia Beach, Virginia. So they kind of have beach vibes to them. They were a pop punk band like for their first album, but this is their second. This this album, if if you're gonna put something to it, it's like kind of like dream pop, but also pop punk influences. Um, and it's a really good nighttime album. Like you pop it on in the evening hours, man, you're chilling, you're relaxing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I thought. It's very kind of atmospheric, um, but poppy and pop punky at the same time. It was just I genuinely for the first track played, and I was like, "Wow, this is all." I genuinely I haven't heard anything like this before. They're unique, yeah. Um, and at the same time, they haven't done anything like this album since. Yeah, they've put out two albums since. They're the one after this one, um, "Good Nature." I think that one's called. Is a it's weirdly enough it's a great morning album <laughs> it's yeah. a good night album that's a good morning album and then their their fourth album um it's really it's like jazzy i didn't really get it too into it but i think this is their best album and this is one of my my favorite albums ever um it's just like from top to bottom really relaxing there's a lot of drones going on so you'll hear like one note going on through an entire song and they pull it off like, yeah well so it's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyone listening, Turnover's Peripheral Vision album, definitely give it a listen. Because um, as I said, I hadn't heard it before. And um, I'll definitely be listening to it a lot. Um, so thank you, Adam, for, for choosing that that album. Um, album number two. I'm guessing this is the one you've heard. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance's Happiness. Yeah. Um, this is a unique time for Dance Gavin Dance. Uh, they had this is the only album with the specific vocalist, um, and it's the only album where John Mess wasn't screaming on it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, John, and I mean I love John Mess. He's got really nasty, disgusting screams, and they sound like somebody's dying, which is cool. But um, I think this one's cool because their guitarist screams on it, and he usually raps. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just a unique album. Like when I listen, like I love Dance Gavin Dance. I always listen to them, and uh, I think it's like a unique time in their in their past. And to me, it's it's their uh, most uh, unique album because I, there's a lot of funk in it. Um, at the same time, it's also really heavy. So it's 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 like a I don't know. It's just a unique time. Yeah, I think for me, it captures that kind of 
old school emo uh especially in the, in the sound of it, sound of his voice it's like kind of oh, yeah. old school tbs brand new and it's like that time capsule which just reminds you of that period of emo music i mean exactly. uh dance game and dance have got so much music their back catalog is absolutely huge going yeah. back from like back to 2007 all the way to like last year Mm-hmm. just always releasing yeah, and, music and then depending on the area you listen to it's going to be completely different um with like when johnny craig was it was in the band it was i mean that's to me when i think of dance game of dance i always think of johnny craig the end of the band um because that's yeah. like the beginning of them but now that they have uh tillian i forget his last name tillian uh very high-pitched singer not everybody's into how he sings because it's it's literally falsetto like the entire time yeah but um yeah it's uh, yeah dance game and dance is solid man yeah i always find it interesting when bands change singers like are they going to still yeah. keep going and they but they've, they've done it people have stuck with them yeah, i guess like three times four times i think yeah i, I lost track <laughs> yeah mad um so so your third album is an album that i also hadn't heard i hadn't heard of the band hadn't heard of the album so movements what? feel something yeah um relatively newer band um i want to say they they put out their first music in like 2016 or something like that this album was 2017 but uh yeah this was the first thing i ever listened to by this band and i was blown away by that this album um yeah. it's it's a it's similar for me it, it relates kind of like peripheral vision does it's it's kind of but it's kind of dark it's another evening album um it's an album that like you need to be re- need to be prepared to get into your feels. <laughs> yeah, that's the name. Feel something, but you need to be prepared for that before jumping into this album. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's this album, so, but I could be wrong. So forgive me if what I'm about to say sounds ridiculous to you. But I think the singer sounds a little bit like Ryan Key from Yellow Card. I could, I could, I could see that. Yeah. Do you hear that? That's uh, yeah. That I kind do. Of- um, he to me like this vocalist always seems unique because he does the the spoken word thing, which sometimes I, I like I'm like okay, let's let's keep going, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. um, other times it's it's cool, it's cool that he does it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm definitely going to check out movements in their previous work and definitely kind of keep on top of what they, those guys are up to. So I guess this is why I wanted to start this podcast as well because there's so much music out there and there'll be so much music that means like the world to other people that I've never heard before. Um, so it's really cool just to, you know, be introduced to some, some new stuff. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, let's move on to, to Dom, Dom, your, your three albums, uh, probably the most diverse out of, out of everyone's. You have a real kind of eclectic taste. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking like, if I'm going to be stranded on an Island, I better go for, uh, variety yeah <laughs> yeah 100 so what is the first album you'd take with you um i think the first one i went with was uh future me hates me by the beths yeah um it's uh something about that record like they're great great songs um but they're so simple like the like all the instrumentation is just so tight there's really not much that's happening that's complicated in it it's pretty straightforward um but it's just done so well and there's great lyrics all over the album like 
I really like uh, in um, in in the opening track, a great no one. When yeah. she's at the at the end of the chorus, she says, "Uh, stuck in between uh, ache and the apathy, or something along those lines." Yeah, I think those are great. Those are just great words. I think. Yeah, yeah, and sure. and she's all over the album with great little. Uh, some some of the stuff is a little like humorous, a little bit like in a in a yeah. I guess like a cynical way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, uh, they also have a song called um, "Little Death" on that album. Which ironically I quite like as well. <laughs> Think about the s- songs with that name. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so the Beths are actually probably quite new as well. So this album was it their debut album? Came out in 2018. Yeah, I think they put out an EP the year before called yeah. Warm Blood. Right. Um, okay. Nice. Was, they were supposed to open this uh, Hell Omega tour that's going right. Were they? Now. Yeah. Yeah. When they announced that tour in 2019, they they were either on a couple of the dates or they were opening the entire tour. I can't remember, but uh, I was really excited to see them. But then COVID happened; they can't come because they're from New Zealand. You know, right? Oh, what a shame. Which is the other thing. The other thing you can hear like their thick accents. Yeah. Um, like it's so something's really endearing about that to me. Yeah, you actually can. Now that you've said that, if you you know, it's not American, that's for sure. Yeah, they also got a live album, the Future Hates Me live album, which came out, came out this year. Um, which I'm is not that listening. out? Oh, uh, shit, I didn't know. Is it out? Oh, no, they just got one, one song from it. Right. Yeah, just, I was excited just, about that when spot. I heard about. It. Yeah, so are they good live. Have you, did you, uh, I haven't heard them live or seen them, but. I've only seen uh, videos on YouTube. Oh, that's how we, I found out about them is watching YouTube videos. And uh, me and Adam found a video of them doing the KWXP or whatever the, the heck it's called. KEXP. Yeah. Um, and it actually wasn't um, the original band members, I think, because they had come. I think it, I guess that's in America. So they came mm-hmm. over. But it was just the singer and the lead guitarist with like fill-in musicians yeah. playing with them. So they had a bit of a different sound, and that, and that's how I was introduced to them. And then when I heard the record, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so so tight! It's just like really well done," you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so moving on then to your to your second album, what have you chosen? I think the second album was Mastodon's Crack the Sky, which is uh, probably their best album. Um, there's tons of great riffs all throughout, um, which is what I love when I when I listen to that album. I just love uh, paying attention to the guitars mainly. Yeah, uh, there's tons of great guitar solos. Um. And it's just experimental enough, not to uh, to where it it feels like a metal album, but it's also not a metal album. It's kind of like it's kind of like a classic rock album in a way. Um, but there's there's tons of stuff, you know, all throughout it. And it's interesting. There's only like six tracks. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, um... it doesn't it doesn't even run an hour. You know. And, and there's so much like different type of stuff happening throughout each track. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Mastodon aren't a band I'm particularly f- familiar with. I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to like heavier metal music. So um, I've been obsessed with Slipknot for forever. Um, and then I kind of dipped my toes into like Cradle of Filth for a little bit. Um, absolutely love Metallica, but that's kind of about it. Everything else, metal-wise, I'm no, not interested. <laughs> And I gotcha, don't, yeah. I don't really understand why. Like Slipknot is like so brutal, and so, you know, if you're a pop punk kid, why on earth do you, do you love Slipknot? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Mastodon's I, not the heaviest metal band. Uh, they're, I think they're more melodic actually than most most yeah. metal bands. And the guitar playing, there's, it's like heavily influenced by, um, like this like southern rock sort of like really like noodly like almost like banjo playing and even even on this album the second track opens up with a banjo you know oh really yes yeah it starts with like a little banjo oh that's cool i might have to give it a go i might have to kind of rediscover mastodon i think and because i can see they've got a, a, a 10 minute well nearly 11, 11 minute track which is split up into different parts and i always like that when bands do that um just thinking to like the classic use of suburbia songs being broken up to make one big track is always pretty interesting yeah that, that's there's i think there's two examples of that on this album that are just great yeah. uh, the i think the, what was that track called i have to keep pulling it up so i know what i'm talking about <laughs> bizarre <laughs> yes. yeah yeah because yeah. i don't want to say the wrong track or or whatever you know how do you pronounce that I think it's Czar. Czar? Yeah, C Z A R. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, perfect. And then and then your final album, which I can't fault you for this choice. Nice man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Arrival by ABBA. Um which is all the way back in nineteen seventy six, but you know, this is such a good album. I mean it has fucking Dancing Queen on it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, there's there's so many uh great pop tunes on this album um and they're produced in such a strange way um and the the technology like i guess you would you would say i mean they were recording to tape when they did this album obviously because it's in the 70s yeah and there's just so many funny sounds that aren't even like it's not an instrument it's just like there's like weird distortions and stuff and their voices sound kind of strange sometimes just yeah. not because they wanted it to sound that way but just because that's how it just happened to sound and there's something about that along with the the genius songwriting um i just i can't i can't listen to that album enough because it's just so it's like it's like you're hearing something different other than people playing i don't know it's weird man. yeah yeah no i, I totally agree um you know, you've got the money, money, money on that album. Knowing me, knowing you. Yeah. Um, people don't kind of realize how much they influence the pop world, and therefore the the genres that followed on from pop um, just had a huge global influence. And there's probably a bit of kind of humor related to ABBA. People think it's oh, just probably. kind of jovial pop group, or like just like kind of just be like oh that's a disco thing and then just like hate on disco you know yeah yeah exactly hear it hear it at a lame party and that's kind of it probably their best album yeah probably it um 
I would agree with that. Uh, there's other tracks uh, by ABBA, like Take a Chance on Me. That's a great song. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think this album has really does have their best work. Just And it's all compiled into just like whatever it is, 10, 11 songs or something like that. 12 yeah, songs. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's like when I see, when I hear an album, that's that many tracks and they're all good. It's just like, how do you do it? You know? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so, uh, so between you guys then, I think you've got a really good, I reckon you could survive like a, a year without getting bored of, of the music that you've got. So you can play turnover in the middle of the night, stargazing. You can have some Mark, Tom and Travis show. If you're feeling a bit down uh get some abra on if you want a party night there's loads of stuff there's loads of moves that you can tap into so uh yeah i don't know if you if you kind of spoke to each other before you you gave me all your album choices but it's i reckon you'd have a a nice eclectic collection of music on that island and you'd never really get bored yeah it's it's too bad we didn't have aaron on here i don't know i guess he couldn't make it maybe he had work but that would have been that would have really made it interesting because I, I don't know there would probably be like some random like rap album yeah little baby or some shit <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. yeah right let's talk about the band then before i let you go so what what do you guys do in the band first of all so um uh let's start with zach um I play guitar, I do vocals, and I write songs, and yeah, that's how I've been. So there's two vocalists in Friend Circle, right? Yes. Yes, I'm the other one. Oh, nice. So Adam, you're the, I guess, would you say you're the lead singer, or is it a bit of a blink thing going on? Split, split vocals, um, dual vocals. We make, make a huge emphasis on like... You know, jumping in between lead parts and, uh, and harmonies. Like, me and Zach do some weird stuff. Um, that's pretty hard, but it's fun and it's unique. Um, but yeah, I, I do vocals and bass. Yeah. And Dom? I play lead guitar, and that's basically all I do. I do a couple of little background vocals here and there um, when we're like recording, but. I'm not really doing those live at the at the moment. Cool. So you released a single complications recently. Um, just t- tell us a bit about that. What's the inspiration? A bit about the music video. The music video is really cool. Um, the music video, we basically chiseled it down from a bunch of like overly complicated, convoluted ideas that I had, and and those like all included like you know, getting a lot of extras and a lot of props and this and that, and that's kind of how it goes. And then we just chisel it down to something more realistic. And our director, um, Kurt Foles from Sirius Cinema, got the location. He was able to build that big blue background that you see in the video. Yeah. And we were able to get um, my girlfriend and a couple of her friends to do it or to be the extras in the video. So that ended up working out pretty well. And like the whole idea was like, 
okay, let's just have these girls rob our band practice and, you know, they'll steal our guitars like right from under our noses while we're playing. And I, I think the whole thing came out pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. I really like the, um, like the CCTV shots mixed mm-hmm. with like the proper high res blue vibe that you've got going on. I think it works really well. Um, Kurt's got a lot of cool gear. He was telling us that day when we were making the video, the camera he was shooting with is the same camera they shot Stranger Things with. <laughs> no way. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like the same like 8K, like ultra high definition. Oh, that is my dream to own a, like gear like that. It's so expensive though. You must have spent We shot that video in, uh, is, was it a blueberry warehouse, guys? Is that what it was? It was like yeah, a was giant like a, refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, it was. So it was first off, it was cold because it was like a refrigerator for blueberries. <laughs> second yeah. off, it was literally in like, when was that? Like February when we recorded it? I think it was. I think it was February. So it was like just cold stacked on cold. Dude, and I then, think it was in January. Or yeah, January. It was it was stupid cold. <laughs> but How it was you- it was fun to record. <laughs> Yeah, how do you even? It's impossible to play guitar when you're that cold. <laughs> well, there, there's a video of me, and I'm just sliding my fingers on my bass, like <laughs> over and over, because my bass strings were literally wet, because uh-huh. that's how cold it was. I was trying to get the wetness like off. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Jesus. it was super cold. That's a nice bass in that video, too. Is it a five string? Yeah, I, I play a five string um, Fender uh, jazz bass. It's called an Akome. It's like a African hardwood. They only made them for like two years. Oh, really? And then they discontinued them. Nice. Keep hold of that. Might be worth something. For real. Yeah. So Complications is out now. I highly recommend you guys uh, listening to go and check it out. Um, yeah, I came across you. I can't remember now. Just in my... So I started my Pop Punk Everything page like in February time. Uh, and I've come across quite a few bands, but there's like a handful of you that kind of just stick with me and uh yeah you're one of them i think your music's really awesome it's really well produced do you go to a studio is it home recordings we um we record in our friend's basement um it's it's made to be basically a studio um but it isn't so we don't really you wouldn't say like we go to a studio but uh he's got all the gear yeah for the most part, he has all of the gear that you would find in just about any studio that a band like us would end up going to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like he has a giant mixing console on it, you know, or anything like that, but he's got, you know, the, the like top of the line audio interface. Um, actually, he has three of them. <laughs> he's got three of those and uh, a great room which is his living room to do drums in and it sounds immense in there and plenty of microphones to choose from mm-hmm. when we're micing up amps and you know just the right just the right amount of things to get it done and 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 honestly always exceed our expectations <laughs> yeah for sure i'd be absolutely you know buzzing with the sound that he he gets for you i mean like i said the production's really really cool and you don't I guess with gear these days, you don't need to spend a fortune going to, you know, fancy studios and a lot can be done from home. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely plenty of money put into what he's got, <laughs> but oh, yeah. it is it is a lot less than you would find at a at a real studio. Yeah. So in terms of shows, I guess restrictions easing. Have you got shows coming up? Yeah, we're actually getting ready to go on tour in September with our buddies in Goalkeeper. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, the, the whole restriction thing is uh, we're kind of seeing it unfold as, it, as it's happening right now. And one of the venues in Ohio had already announced that you're going to need proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test up right. to... 72 hours before the show or something like that so i mean i mean i hope that's like the worst of it i don't want to see any of the shows get canceled yeah yeah. but yeah we're just kind of waiting seeing what happens yeah it's so hard isn't it goalkeeper kind of uh definitely a name that people will know i think so that's that should be a cool tool yeah as of right now like down south of where we are like southern states like things are getting canceled right now like shows are getting canceled and tours stuff's getting canceled there and but like where we are the northeast it's okay right now but like who knows who knows what's gonna happen but yeah we're kind of just banking on this tour yeah getting canceled because we had our first tour canceled so yeah yeah it's such a bummer isn't it just weird you know you kind of get it right yeah no it's like you're like damn you know i want to do it safely but i want to do it also like very soon (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely you gotta strike that balance yeah well we had the whole like you know vaccines are are our way out of this and we have you know quite a high uptake of, of vaccines a lot of people are double jab now in this country but and things are opening up but it's still still difficult things are still getting cancelled um so who knows i don't know what's going to happen so in terms of new music right are you always writing yeah i think we're always writing um i'm always trying to like present songs to the guys and like every now and then we'll we'll just work on something new maybe even in the middle of like rehearsal like last night dom was showing us an idea and we started working on that just out of the blue so we're always working together and making new stuff, but we're also preparing for our next big release, which hopefully is an album. Nice. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing really confirmed yet, but like the songs are starting to pile up and I think it's just a matter of us like setting aside the time to do it. It'll probably be over the winter, but we've got a couple more songs ready to go that are going to be, you're going to be hearing about it very very soon i would say yeah and other than other than what's prepared um we are we always have more unfinished rough draft type you know like just ideas that we can even really keep track of like i remember even last night we were talking about remember that one song what the hell was it called and you were singing with this funny like there's always there's yeah. just so many ideas and so many song ideas. Yeah. Uh, we could, I don't think we would ever run out of, of songs that we, <laughs> we had all the time in the world to sort them out. Yeah. Yeah. So is there like a main songwriter, Zach, are you, are you a song, the main songwriter or do you 
uh, contribute equally? I would say I bring like a foundation or like a chorus or like an idea. And then I'll ask the guys about like the structure of the song and like what we can do there. And then everybody contributes their parts or like we, we um, divide up maybe vocals and sometimes like that process can be daunting, but in the end, I think it, especially recently, like with complications, like everything just ends up in a place where it feels right. Yeah. We're getting so better some, over time. Yeah. It's like it develops and uh, learning how to work better with each other and everything. And, and like every every band goes through these developmental stages. And I mean, that's that's what we're going through constantly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because we're like doing new elements and stuff too. And like it feels like at least we're always pushing for the next thing rather than sticking to the same uh, yeah. res- recipe, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, that's how you keep fresh and relevant, isn't it? I mean, there's always that, you know, you're going to get people saying, oh, it's a it's a different direction. I don't like it. They've they've fallen out of touch with who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally, you know, you don't want a band that stays the same their whole career because that'll just, it just becomes boring anyway. And also, you just want to push yourself, see what you can do creatively as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, forget what classic rock band it was but they were they just like made this big announcement and they were like i don't see the reason in us making another album ever i feel like it was like a giant hair metal band i don't want to say it was kiss but maybe it was (laughs) yeah oh really i think i remember coldplay saying something similar like really that's it now we're done we've we've done all we need to do see i feel like they could I feel like they could have the tools to make something completely new and different, but Hey, that's my yeah. outsider perspective. They've got such big songs already. So I don't know. Well, I agree. I mean, they're, they're always pushing the boundary, aren't they? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. Uh, you guys were really interested in talking about kind of why you love the, the music that you do. Um, it's a really cool insight. Um, I just want to say whenever you've got new music, drop me a message. I'll always share it. I have my fingers crossed for you in September for your tour. Is it September or October? Uh, September. 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 Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed that that all manages to go ahead. If you can get to London one day, then hit me up. I'll be there. That's the goal. That's the goal, absolutely. Hell yeah. So, yeah, guys, you've uh, you've been great, really interesting. Complications is out now. Everyone go and listen to it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no thanks work. for having us. No problem. Thanks a lot for your time, guys. Yeah, man. See you soon. Take care. Take it easy. Bye.